From VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Is anyone else in a sugar coma? Of course, if you're watching this live, um, as we go live Monday morning um, on November 1st, and happy birthday to my mom, um, then you, my question I'm going to ask you, and then we're going to turn this over to Dr. Clothier, is are you in a sugar coma this morning? Um, I am, first of all, welcome to JP, Kathy, and the crew. Um, we're so excited to come to you live from VentureX Studios in Frisco. Uh, JP and I will be talking college football, Houston Astros, um, Dallas Cowboys. You know, Dr. Clothier is such a big sports fan. He may want to hang around for the rest of the show, but I know he's got patience. Um, so, yes, last night was Halloween. And Dr. Clothier, I'm going to um, confess to you that, you know, I purchased candy, one kind of candy that I liked. So if there was a little left over, I've got a couple of fun size bars. Um, then I purchased another kind of candy that I do not like. And what I found myself doing last night, and I'm going to tell on myself, was eating the candy that I didn't like because we didn't have as many trick-or-treaters as I anticipated. And, you know, that much sugar, it's so funny. This morning I woke up, and it was odd. It was almost like a sugar hangover. It, it You know, like, you know, if you has to have too many margaritas or something, I, I felt sluggish. And even with a half a cup of coffee, uh, really no boost in energy. So we're talking pre-diabetes and diabetes today. Um, is is that legitimate? Could I really have woken up and felt bad from too much sugar last night? Yeah, here's the problem. And you mentioned two things. One is you ate too much sugar, obviously, <laughs> and that's something you didn't even like. And the other <laughs> is you only had a half cup of coffee. I don't, <laughs> no. I don't understand. What is wrong what with is me? Wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the amazing thing is you woke up at all. I know. It's probably, a miracle. I made it down uh, the road. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I think it really, really sad that to die from a sugar high on your mom's birthday. I mean, <laughs> that, would be, that would you be a tragedy. <laughs> it would. I, you know, that'd really be it. That, because that's a horrible thing, but it's not horrible <laughs> enough that it makes the news. You exactly. Know? So, exactly. Um, but I think it really is true that, you know, as we've talked about before, when you go into the holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, all these are engorgement designed. You know, you're supposed to indulge and overindulge, and especially maybe, you know, with uh, Halloween, you got way too much candy around. Oh, and yes. I think it really is a risk that it, especially if you're not very used to it, and I hope you're not, because I hope you don't overdo sugar and candy all the time uh, for anybody. But it's, um, you know, it's really a significant issue. And I think there is a true sugar hangover, sugar high. You know, it's a quick boost in the uh, sugar metabolism right. somewhere around 15 to 45 minutes and then a, just a drop. And, of course, you know, it upsets your stomach and mean people. It upsets their bladder. And, you know, they oh, find they have to go to the bathroom more. Yeah, With sugar? So, you know, it's, I oh, didn't yeah. realize it's that was go somewhere. Right? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. yeah, I guess I didn't realize that that so, was uh, that would create yeah, a frequency of urination, huh? Okay. okay. Yeah, it doesn't, and we'll talk about that here. In yeah, second, but yeah. It doesn't only go out through your pores while you're exercising like okay. crazy. So, um, <laughs> it's a you know it's a challenge, and I. Uh, so, what happens with sugar? 
you know, is when you eat it, you stimulate your stomach uh, first at the taste buds and then down at the stomach. You, and your uh, stomach then it, it will stimulate the pancreas to release insulin. And insulin is supposed to help guide the glucose that absorbs into your bloodstream into your cells where it can work as a fuel to the body. So some degree of, you know, of course, caloric intake, sugar, carbs has to happen for the body. Okay. So uh, when, when it's working right, it's kind of like putting gas in a car. You know, if you put gas in the tank, it works where it should in that internal combustion engine, and uh, and it allows the the fuel to work where it should in the engine where it can work, uh, you know, properly. If it's outside that tank, you know, if you just poured gas on the outside of the car, or if you took a bucket and kind of, you know, threw it up onto the car hoping some would go into the tank where it should be, it's going to be harmful. I also just realized I'm in my last few years of using this analogy because of electric cars. We'll have to come up with a new one. But the when you have that fuel in the tank where it should be, it works fine. The problem with uh, pre-diabetes or diabetes or an overload of sugar is that you just have too much for your insulin to put into okay. the cells of the body. So if there's too much in the bloodstream, your body's desire is to urinate that out quickly. And so... There is a, uh, a term that we use called polyuria, which basically means you're urinating too much. And the reason uh, for polyuria often is too much glucose in the bloodstream. So one of the hallmark symptoms of diabetes, in fact, there are the so-called three polys, polydipsia, polyphasia, polyuria. And polydipsia is being excessively thirsty. You can get way too thirsty because your blood is too thick with sugar. Okay. So your body's drive is to thin that out. And then polyphasia is the desire for more intake, like where you feel almost sickly hungry between meals or going into a meal because your body can't get the sugar into the cell where it should be. So it thinks it needs more calories intake okay. with its intake. And then the uh, polyuria is urinating way too much to try to expel the glucose. So those are, are kind of hallmark symptoms. If you've been excessively thirsty, craving foods in strange ways with without satisfaction and urine, urinating way too much, then, you know, you should see your doctor and see if you have diabetes. And so I was thinking, and as you know, when we were um, chatting a little bit about the show last night, it was I was walking around the trunk or tree where there right. were yes. of people. You know, I did think it was just phenomenal how many people wanted to come out. This, of course, was outside naturally being <laughs> yep. a trunk deal. And uh, so there were people everywhere, and there was so much candy shocking you know i was watching kids and adults alike with bags full and overflowing and oh yeah you know it's it just it was everywhere and i thought you know if all those calories go into people it's a it's really a serious health issue i think yeah, you know that's a lot and, of sugar uh, so i thought we'd talk a little oh definitely so i'd probably talk a little bit about pre-diabetes and diabetes and of course diabetes is the inability to metabolize glucose properly in the body and it leads to harm. It damages little blood vessels in the body because the glucose molecules are literally too thick, uh, thick in the bloodstream too much and will damage little capillary beds. So the classic things are okay. numbness of toes, feet, and, uh, yes. because the nerves that, you know, the blood supply to the nerves gets uh, irritated by the lack of good blood flow and so you get numbness, tingling, 
You can lose vision over time because it beats up the low blood vessels in the back of the eye at the retina. And, of course, that's a serious issue as well. And then, naturally, if you beat up little capillaries in the kidney, you can hurt your kidneys with time. You probably know people who've had to go on dialysis or yes. get a kidney transplant because their kidneys are beat up by diabetes. And, ultimately, it causes, uh, you know, small blood vessel disease in the brain, brain damage uh, from microstrokes, and then wow. also, uh, you know, eventually heart damage from the blood vessels there. So nothing about diabetes is good and therefore you want to prevent it so right. what the medical world came up with over time is the term pre-diabetes or borderline glucose okay. pre-diabetic condition you know all kinds of phrases that match that so the idea there is if you do your annual blood screen with your doctor as part of your physical you should have a fasting glucose and you want that glucose technically it's under 125 is normal for that so-called today glucose, but the range of 100 to 125 is pre-diabetes. So if you're at 105, you're you know, and you lose five pounds, you're probably going to be okay. Okay. If you're at 122, you may have to make some serious life changes and prevent going at up to 126 or more, which would define diabetes. True diabetes. If you have that a couple times with your okay. yeah with your um, blood sugar. So. Then there's the development over time of a glycohemoglobin because what I hear all the time from people is, oh, my glucose is up a little because, you know, it was my mom's birthday, for instance, and I had a single little nibble of cake and it threw it off. That was last week, but I know I shouldn't have done it. And, you know, I'm sure I'm okay. Well, the medical world came up with a glycohemoglobin, which is a roughly three or four month average of glucose because the body, as it makes hemoglobin, the molecule that carries blood through the blood, uh, oxygen through the bloodstream, will pick up on glucose that's available. So if your three-month average glucose is up, it's not because you sniffed your mom's birthday cake and <laughs> accidentally got a molecule of sugar in your body. It's right. because your blood sugar's been high for three or four months. And, and, do and so Dr. Clothier, if I can ask you really quick, because uh -huh. I've had that's um, diabetes runs in my family on um, on one side of my family. Well, both sides, actually, technically, um, you know, like a grandmother had it. Um, my brother had it for a while now that he does not drink. It's mir mir miracles. It's gone away. I mean, he literally does not have diabetes anymore as a result. He had type two diabetes. I'm guess that's the one you can get mm -hmm. rid of. Um, and, you know, so in my dad's has, has battled it. So we, we've got it. It runs in my family, and so that's I think that's the test that they do. They always do a not a ninety day um, because I'm always concerned, and I do like candy, you know. And I well, ginger ale is my my liquid crack, but but the ninety day test is what they've done for me. And they're like, as long as we don't have like spikes and dips, um, and that fascinates me that they can go back that far and test that but i because it runs in my family i specifically have that test and i didn't realize what it was even testing for so that's that's good knowledge to have well that's why you listen to your own show <laughs> yes because <exactly. laughs> it's important to <laughs> to get this information out there because right. that three or four month average glucose reflects a lot of the year if you go in a couple of times a year you know let's say your doctor appropriately warns you that you have pre-diabetes okay. because it's been elevated. And the way we measure an A1C is in digits that are a single digit with a decimal. So 
it's like a 5.8 to 6.5 is borderline in that case. And uh, so, again, that means technically normal, but that you're walking along the edge of a cliff and you may fall off the side. Yeah, there and you so go. if you hit a 6.6 or more, you've slid off that side and fallen into the realm of diabetes. Now, I would take a little exception to what you mentioned about getting rid of type 2 diabetes. You can recover nicely and control diabetes with diet, weight loss, exercise, quitting alcohol, reducing sugar, all those things uh, that really help control. But it's really kind of a scar to the body. It's like if you cross that line, there is a metabolic issue to the body, and you must continue to control it. But it's not like it's gone. It is, you know, and I kind of cringe when I hear commercials where people say, oh, I have weight loss surgery and my diabetes is gone. Well, it's not gone. It's controlled. And oh, okay. If it's controlled with weight loss, you know, that's fantastic. You can control it with medicine. We love it when people control it with weight loss and exercise, you know, all the healthy things to do with the body. But there's, it's still like you crossed the line. You know, it's, it's, um, it's something you got to be aware of because you can quickly fall back into having very high glucose if you, you know, give up on the lifestyle adaptation of that. So type 1 diabetes is insulin requiring. That's usually called or referred to often as juvenile diabetes, and that's because people no longer make insulin. And that's very different than over-challenging the body with sugar calories through the years and excessive calories too much ginger ale leading cause of yeah, developing diabetes. I know. And I know. So, you know, it, yeah, it, you know, and it, it's just that over challenging of, uh, of the insulin to the receptor system. So going back to my analogy about cars, right. If you have fuel in the tank, it works. If you're putting fuel in the tank, that's what that nozzle at the gas station and it fits your tank on the car. And that's kind of like insulin is like the, nozzle from the gas station and the tank on the car is like the insulin receptor so if it fits if you put it in there and put the gas in the tank that's nice it works right but if you start to over challenge that let's say you turn around that you you know you're talking to somebody and you're just kind of trying to fit that nozzle into the car and you're kind of beating it up yep missing and you're squirting gas here and there that's kind of like over challenging that insulin receptor over time it gets less receptive to the insulin if it's beat up with time and with glucose. It's so a great analogy. You, yeah, it's a really good analogy, yeah, Dr. Glenn you know, here. Because it makes sense. You yeah, know? And it does. It, it's just, if you over-challenge that system, you're going to beat it up and you're going to end up with the glucose, the gas, the fuel on the outside where it does harm instead of on the inside where it should work. So the idea, if you lose weight and reduce sugar calories and you know calories in general and you exercise all those things help that insulin to work more effectively again in people with type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetes uh and then you know hopefully you can get that under control but that's really you know it's really about a control not a cure it's kind of in a sense it'd be like if you have high blood pressure and you exercise you lose weight you can get that under control if you quit doing those things, that blood pressure goes right back up. So it's a it's a reality that you need to deal with with time. I would not suggest anybody, even if they lose, you know, 150 pounds, they're doing great. If they've had diabetes, I would encourage them not to view it as, 
it's gone, but it's controlled because you don't want to just give up to, oh, I conquered that. It, that part's over. You know, I've crossed that hurdle in life and it's not coming back. You can't do that. You, if you give up on the control side, even if by lifestyle adaptation, then, you know, you got more serious. That's, that's interesting there. because I know somebody who um, had was pre-diabetic went into diabetes, didn't have to get insulin shots, Dr. Clothier, but had to take medication for a certain amount of time, really kind of shocked them into reality, which which I think this does for a lot of folks sure. when you get that diagnosis. You hope it would. It, yeah, well, it, you know, and it should, you know, because it is scary. And so um, this individual um, cut out, like, you know, sugar, pizza, um, you know, cinnamon rolls, sweets, kind of stuff like that. In the meantime, doctor, they went in. Doctor's like, hey, you're looking great. You know, come back and see me, blah, 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 you know, in a year. Everything's looking good. Keep up whatever you're doing. And then that person, in the meantime, he even mentioned to me, he was like, he was like, yeah, I went to put on a pair of shorts from the summer. They're getting tight. I, you know, I know I'm falling back into that. I, this person loves, like, white bread and, and, you know, pastas and those kinds of things, which, you know, are horrible as far as sugar level, and um, is now saying, starting to feel tingling in their feet again. And I'm like, you know, and I just kind of just gently said the other day, I would go back in for a blood test, even if it's not scheduled right now, because that just sounds like maybe you've moved backwards. So that kind of talks to what you've said. You have to be diligent once you get it under control. And you're right. I guess it's never really gone. It's controlled through diet or meds. But that's interesting. So I think that's one of those things, if you've ever been diagnosed with it, Boy, howdy, I would get right back into the doctor if I started feeling any symptoms at all, I think. Definitely. Everything you say is true, except for the doctor saying blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. don't say that. <laughs> we, yeah. But oh, you the, missed that uh, day of medical school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. That is not there. That's not part of the learning and communication <laughs> process. But it's very valuable, though, though to pay attention. And you know, again, I just want to emphasize this is all about type 2 diabetes. Yes. There is no pre-diabetes with type 1 because it's like the body suddenly just quits making insulin. And that's a very serious, you know, usually go in the hospital, get titrated on insulin. You're required to use insulin or you can right. die because you have no insulin. Type 2, the one of the least likely treatments for type 2, honestly, if you do your part of lifestyle adaptation is, insulin because there are a lot of oral medicines now and there's a lot of lifestyle adaptation we understand and it's not a you know jump to insulin deal it's a uh, pay attention to what you're doing and right. it's your health you're in charge of and if you stick with that you can do well if you don't you may end up on insulin some people may anyway because of bad family history or bad right. circumstances but most of the time there are great oral medicines there are some they're generic there's some they're super expensive and you know if you have the motivation to get onto only a generic medicine and then improve li with lifestyle adaptation and get off of it again that'd be fantastic and that's the way to do it but you gotta keep paying attention because if you say you know oh i got this under control and then you quit going in you quit checking odds are good that it's going to creep up back back up on you because they, you know humans are that way old habits die hard and slip back easily and i think you know every time you walk in the store and you see that ginger ale you gotta be careful and uh you know it's just a 
Um, you have to make that adaptation with time. And moderation's the key. I wouldn't say never enjoy something again that you like. Right. Like with the candy issue on Halloween, you know, if you if you simply love a candy, enjoy a little bit, but the emphasis on a little bit, and then right. be done. You don't yeah. have to eat everything you got because, you believe it or not, candy is not actually a life-sustaining nutritional <laughs> group. So It's not, it's, it's not um, in the food pyramid. <laughs> It, you know, it's just not. It is. It's the uh, buried mummy down in the base that uh, you know the pyramid maybe is yeah. uh, built to cover. But it's um, you know it's a serious thing to overindulge can be a real risk, and uh, you just don't want to do that. Right. Right. I well, good good info from here. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody just be smart and safe from here, and you know none of this even deals with the other issues of sugar, like, you know, dental decay and all kinds of things like that. So, you know, you, you just have several reasons you want to really be smart and yeah. moderation is the key. Absolutely. Well, and like, like with, like with everything, um, you know, just, be smart, um, if especially I think if you've got that family history or and during the um, pandemic and and this and I would assume because um, there's been weight gain, um, you know, more people are drinking and more people are you know participating in lifestyles that aren't as healthy as when they were going out to work and before prior to the pandemic. So, do you know? Are there any numbers? And and then we'll let you go because I know you've got patients to see. Do you know if diabetes? at least type 2 diabetes, has been on the rise since the pandemic? Yes. Okay. And that is the combination of uh, weight gain. You're right. I mean, anecdotally speaking, I'd say 95% of people I've seen during the pandemic have gained weight. Okay. I mean, it's pretty shocking. And a lot of people, that's a handful of pounds. I've seen people gain 35, 50. You know, I mean, it's really sad, honestly. But, uh, yes, diabetes has increased in the diagnosis uh, because of the pandemic or through the pandemic, but also there is some degree of developing evidence that people who have had COVID seem more likely to develop diabetes. And that oh, interesting. still has to be panned out with research. Okay. Yeah, it may be that it irritates some degree of other systems in the body. You know, that's been one of our big worries with COVID all along is that there are repercussions that we yes. don't fully understand yet because, yes. you know, it still hasn't even been around for two years. And so... Uh, yeah, that's it. It is a big deal. So exercise, pay attention to what you eat, eat with a nutritional goal. Don't eat out of only habit. Don't eat out of boredom. Eat out of nutritional need. And I think that's always a good thing to do. Yeah. Always good advice, Dr. Clothier. Well, thank you. This is a, this is a very thank eye-opening um, show as far as pre-diabetes and diabetes and um, i i've learned a ton this morning and thank you very much so if, if anybody else is watching this whenever you, you catch are. it share it out there because this is some great advice that dr norm clothier is giving us well have a blessed week and go go see all your patients well, and get them he healthy very good that's my goal all right take care thanks dr Goodbye. clothier uh great information i don't know do we have jp on oh perfect let's pop jp in real quick he's in he's dealing with a truancy emergency but i know he wants to talk a little sports good morning jp i say we have jp <laughs> we have visual Is it 
JP, oh, there, I hear him now. JP, good morning to you. I know you want to talk some sports. It was a big weekend. Do we have him? It's like I hear, JP, I hear you moving. I hear movement. I don't hear a voice. He said he has no sound. Can you rejoin, sir? Because I know JP definitely wants to talk a little sports. I hear, I hear him moving. I just don't hear his voice. No, oh, there! Sound, now sound. I hear him. Dun 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 dun. dun. Sports. Man, Houston Astros. Big old weekend. Is this morning? <laughs> Holy cow! They finally woke up. Looked like they were about to be done in six or. Pardon me, five uh, for the four-one possibly with the Atlanta Braves getting hot in the first inning. Uh, four, saw, I mean, a grand slam home run in the first inning set the Braves tempo, and all of a sudden the Astros bat woke up and they spread out enough runs to win the game nine to five to bring it back to Houston. But what a baseball game! Wow. Well, you know, so that's so. Of course, Coach is all over our feed, and he's super excited. Go Strohs. Um, that's that's what I love about baseball. You you think, oh man, you know, my team, uh, they made it this far, but it just doesn't look like it. And literally, it can change on a dime, and then the trajectory of the series changes. Well, I'll tell you, it's something else. I mean, I look like the Astros were done in five and uh, it turned out that i mean because there were no bats in game four for the houston astros and so i just it was like wow unbelievable and then it turned out nine to five i mean they were able to put the bats together and uh, make something happen and so the houston astros bring it back to houston they have a chance to tie it up three to three and send it to a game seven love it Go Astros. I should have worn my Houston Astros ball cap today, but JP, I felt obligated to wear the Dallas Cowboys. But I know the game, and I, I don't know that you were that heartbroken because you pre- you literally predicted to a T what would happen with UT and Baylor on Saturday. Oh, yeah. I mean, no surprise. Again, no heart. Texas Longhorns uh, have no heart. I mean, I know that. I remember when I was a player – your fourth quarter heart came from your summer workout and from going to camp. That's where your heart came from. And and it came from your coach. Your coach was the one who would instill in you that there was no time to give up, that there was no time to let down. And that that fourth quarter had to be yours. I mean, I, I just, I don't know where it's at. I watched the coach on the sideline and I was surprised, you know, I, I was expecting a little more fire. Um, but, yeah, Baylor Bears win. Uh, I hope Baylor is able to, to carry it into the Big 12 championship and beat Oklahoma. At least we'll have a Texas team that would win the Big 12. Well, and it's interesting because you and I chatted a little bit about this, and then I'm going to let you talk some other some other sports before you uh, you have your um, emergency call to deal with. Um, not for family stuff, for, um, for work. Um, it, the, it was like I, they just – UT just gave up – just they're ga- they ran out of gas and and they keep doing this like this fourth quarter and I don't understand that and at one point I looked at their coach and again I understand maybe he's frustrated or whatever but usually a coach is very intense 
when, and especially if this keeps happening, which it has, but he was just kind of on the sidelines. Just, I told you with kind of like a, oh yeah, bummer, man. And, and I, I think I'm, I'm wanting more of that passion that you're talking about. Now it worked out. Okay. I was with my husband watching the game. We only got to catch the second half. He's a Baylor grad, so so there you go. But but anyways, I, I just I felt like there was just it was kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, like I said, it, it, Texas has lost uh, three games in the fourth quarter, and it just it blows them away. Games they should not have lost. How do you have a game plan for three quarters, but you don't have a fourth quarter game plan? Right. Or how are you not adjusting? to the, the other coaching staff when they make their adjustments to beat you in yep. the fourth quarter. So, I mean, there's a there's a lot of diagnostics that needs to go on with the UT offense and defense coaching staff to determine where are we. You know, or we can even make a bowl game this year. And so, that's a, big po- that's a good question. The Longhorn Nation, so that's for sure. Yeah. Well, so, who else do you want to talk about before you have to get off? I think Michigan State, Michigan, because I got to jump off and oh, deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Cool. Um, but uh, Andrew White went up to Michigan State. Yes. Pictures. Um, again, you would not think that we were in a pandemic or COVID. I'm looking at his pictures and nobody's wearing a mask. And you got 100,000 people crammed into a stadium. And um, I'm, I'm going to tell you something the Michigan State Sparties, they woke up big time to take down Michigan. Um, I never thought Michigan was all that great anyway, but Michigan State showed that they were a great football team and deserved to be in the national championship conversation. So we're going to have to see how the Big Ten championship plays out and uh, who may be considered a party to go play in the national championship. But Michigan State definitely, I, I like Michigan State over Ohio State. Okay. Uh, they just the looked amazing. Uh, offense was on target, so I'm, I'm a I'm a Sparty all of a sudden. I, I love it. I love it. You're smart. You know, it, it's funny because you have uh, Andrew White from Kilroy's Conversation. Um, you know, a dear friend of ours, and he's the co-host of Kilroy's Conversation every Saturday morning on our network. And I'm starting to live vicariously through him and his pictures with his daughter going there. And it's funny how you start paying attention to other teams at a, at a time like that. But um, well, JP, go uh, go push back the frontiers of darkness, and we will see you soon. All right, sounds good. Everybody take care. Sorry, I've got to check out early this morning, but again, we have an emergency that we're having to deal with. Gotcha. Go go forth and do good in the world, my friend. Oh, hey, uh, give my mom a shout out. Day. You got to give my mom, you got to give oh, yeah, out a birthday so shout out. Birthday. <laughs> I know, big happy birthday. Holy moly. She walks with Jesus anyway. I know that. So. Well, she will love hearing really a personal cool. message from you. So, but yeah, no, she's very sweet. She's also a part of the Longhorn Nation. Yeah, yes, she so, is. Absolutely. Yes, she she's right there with you. Every loss is just like, oh, she's, and it's always, how's JP doing? And have a blessed birthday tonight. Oh, I love it. All right, thanks, JP. We'll see you soon. Okay, so All um. Right. See you soon. We're going to do a little bit of, and and please feel free. We would love to have you post um, on one of our social media sites if you're on one of those this morning. Um, 
pictures of last night. If you dressed up, if you dressed up your pet, um, I'm going to, I've got a few pictures I'll pull up here in a second. We're going to talk. Oh, I did, I sent both of them to the Venture X email. Uh, I think so. Let me double. Okay, let me let me say I'll resend those to you, but let's talk a little Dallas Cowboys right now. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk. Um, do you go too far? Do you dress? You know, and I, and I'm gonna talk about how I've come to dress my pets up. Um, but you know, do you do anything? And it's so funny. I love looking on social media at folks who literally have had some of the best costumes, like family costumes. Um, you know, even if your kids are older, you're dressing up at home or you're dressing your pet up. So we definitely want to talk about that. And if you've got any pictures, um, fun Halloween pictures from the past or from current day, let's, let's, let's check those out on our feeds and let's, um, let's just, um, let's, let's have some fun with that because can you go too far at Halloween? Obviously, Dr. Clothier has talked about us going too far with the um, with the candy. So, boy, that's I, I think I'm, I'm going to go home and I think I'm just going to toss my the candy that I've got left, or give it to my son to take to school. Um, just I, I think I, I just don't, I think when I'm eating the candy at ten o'clock at night that I bought because I know I don't like it, I think there's a problem with that. Um, do you want me to send those to a different email address? Oh, you've oh you've got okay perfect. We'll we'll show those in just a little while then. Okay, so Dallas Cowboys and um, wow, I this is this is exciting. So um, with a twenty to sixteen win against the Minnesota Vikings, things could not have worked out better for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. Did anybody else have to pull double duty watching the game and manning the door for candy? Just saying, but it it was it was fun. I just didn't get to catch all everything that I wanted, but I saw enough, and I saw the fourth quarter and the end, which was great. Um, this was definitely a gut check win for us, says Coach Mike McCarthy. That rush played was not too surprising, considering Prescott did not um, take any team snaps in practice during the week. Focusing on his rehab from his calf injury, he suffered while throwing the game-winning touchdown pass in overtime to beat the New England Patriots on October 17th. So, um, and I think because I'm, and God bless him, he's, he plays like he never jacked his ankle up like he did. He is, he is I, I, you know, y'all, y'all know I'm, I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. Just think the world of him as an individual and then as a player, I'm just so excited for the potential with him. So I was kind of glad that that they're keeping him protected on that. Um, anyways, um, that he played so well um, was considering he entered the Sunday with just two career yards on one of three passing and had not thrown a pass since 2017. A year ago, Rush did not make the Cowboys roster on Sunday, he delivered us a massive win, and boy, did he. You definitely dream about them, and it's just as good as the dream, said Rush, who completed 24 of 40 passes for 325 yards with two touchdowns, including a five-yard fade to Amari Cooper with 51 seconds left to play. His first touchdown pass a 73-yarder to Cedric Wilson in the third quarter was the longest thrown by a Cowboys quarterback in his first start since Roger Staubach 
had a 75-yarder back in 1969. So I was three years old um, when when something this stellar happened. So I, I just, I love to hear that. And, and you know, you, you could just see Rush, he was just, he was beaming with pride. That It was just, that was great to watch. A year ago, the Cowboys season was lost when Prescott went down with a compound fracture and dislocation of his right ankle in week five. They went four and four and seven without Prescott and finished six and ten in McCarthy's first year. I felt like I belonged out there, Rush said, in the huddle, breaking the huddle, getting to the line, going through your processes. It didn't feel overwhelming at all. I haven't played a lot. But being around the NFL, you're practicing against these guys every day, and our defense is pretty good. I have never felt too big in terms of the speed. I just felt in command. Um, so, anyways, it just good stuff. I, you know, just congratulations to the Dallas Cowboys. It's such it's such an exciting um, season so far, and we're we're just. Um, Gosh, I and I don't know if I'm going to jinx it. I, you know, sometimes I I hesitate to say anything because I'm always worried. Like, it, if I say it, I get I'm I'm so ridiculous. I'm so superstitious when it comes. I don't know why. I'm just very superstitious when it comes to the Cowboys. So like, I don't want to jack anything up and say, um, you know, hey, hey, um, this is our year. Even though I kind of just said it. Um, I just we're just anyways we're just. Very excited. Cowboy fans all over. I mean, are you with me? Are it, it, do we just look look like there's something there? And with Dak, if we can keep him healthy. And then we've got a number of other Cowboys. I, I didn't go through all the injuries, but we've got a no, number of other Cowboys who are um, injured or having issues. And so we want to make sure that um, that we – oh, hold on. I'm trying to trying – to, this I'm trying to trying to pull double duty here um so anyways I just I very excited about the Cowboys just really 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 um ready uh to see where we go this season and um bring bring on the next team and let's just keep on putting those wins up on the board um who who has gone too far with Halloween first of all and um, let's can we um, pull up the little kid pictures first so you know, going through social media, and 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 here's the thing: there's so many things that kids get, um, or the kids. There's so many things that um, are negative out there. You know, my my goodness, um, inflation and oh, gas prices. Um, one of my girlfriends who has an SUV, um, you know, so she drives to and from work, kids to and from school, to sporting events. She posted a picture. She filled her car up, and it was $95. And she posted that. And I was like, this is unreal. Um, you know, um, uh, you know, su such a sad, sad statement on our economy. Um, I, just, I just can't believe that we're here. And we didn't have to be. You know, we didn't have to be. So many political decisions have been made by this president and this administration to make sure that they— there was no trace left of President Trump. Well, you know what? When President Trump put some things in place that, for one, protected our border and kept us safe, and when President Trump did some things that economically helped us, and we're now at the point, and when we talk with Congressman Taylor later this week, we're going to talk about where we're headed. You know, we're at an all-time high um, in like 20 years for the um, for inflation, 
only going further. And so, anyways, my point of saying all that, there's a lot to be nervous about, upset about, uh, starting to see a lot of empty shelves at the stores. Um, people are saying you may not be able to get a turkey this year. You might be doing chicken for Thanksgiving dinner. If you've got little kids and you need toys, you better have ordered them or order them ASAP. Um and I know I continue, I, I'm a creature of habit, so I buy typically the same kind of stuff on a weekly basis at the grocery store. And every week I'm like, gosh, did I throw extra items in there that I'm not aware of? Because every week my grocery bill's going up. And so that hits we the people. I'm certainly not one of the 1% that they said they were going to come after and they were going to leave the rest of us alone. I, I'm I'm feeling it. I know my friends are feeling it. So anyways, what was really nice this weekend is not to see as many political posts and to see pictures like this. So this little girl, she's Queen Elizabeth. Is this not like the greatest Halloween costume? I saw this and I literally were in a restaurant and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the cutest thing ever. So whoever's little girl this is, Bravo, this and the next picture that I'm going to show are like two of my favorite Halloween costumes ever. Um, I have had some friends who, um, uh, you know, just, just got finished seeing a friend of mine um, who was dressed up like Thor. Um, I've seen superhero family um, group pictures. Um, real clever, one of my girlfriends, Sable, she, um, her and her husband, she dressed up like a big cookie. Um, her husband dressed up like a carton of milk. And then their little boy who is model cute just so cute um he was dressed up like a cook the cookie monster so i love i love 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 things like that so anyways um so the queen elizabeth picture literally one of the best costumes ever 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 i love that um brett can you show this next one so i thought the queen elizabeth picture was my favorite and then this one comes in somebody posts this on facebook and i'm like Oh, wait a second. I don't know which one I like better. First of all, if if you've been a member of the crew for any length of time, you know I'm a ginormous Prince fan. Was very, very, very just, I was devastated when when he passed and just a, such a musical genius and just gone too soon in my humble opinion. Look at this, a little baby guitar, a little Prince guitar. He, look at his little, the, the shoes, the whole outfit. The, I, those are just so cute. I just, I just saw these and I thought, oh my goodness, this is so much fun. So in a, in a time when everybody's angry and, you know, talking about it on social media to see pictures like this, just do your heart, just do your heart really well. And so that leads me to, so this is great. So when, you know, when you're a parent and your kids are little, you are, you know, you're supposed to have fun. I, you know, my goodness, I am, there's, I was going through some old Halloween pictures and I found a picture of um, myself and my daughter and my son um, when they were little. And my daughter and I were both drink, dressed like um, uh, pink ladies from the movie Grease. My son was um, dressed like uh, Luigi from uh, the Mario Brothers. Uh, what was another one? Oh, another year I found pictures. My daughter was, this is when she started getting into that kind of like a stage makeup. Um, and she she was like a, a zombie um, prom girl, 
great picture. My son was a Grim Reaper. I was I was a cat. Um, you know, just so many fun things. And over the years, I just have tons of pictures of, you know, me dressed up right along with the kids. And so that's all normal. And then you want to take your kids out trick-or-treating or like a lot of people did this year, trunk-or-treating like at their church or, at you know, in their neighborhood or with, with somebody who they're part of that community. Love all that stuff. And then you get like to my age where, you know, you've got one kid is already out on their own. The other kid's about to be out on their own, you know, before too long. And so um, you start now. And now, granted, I have always been a person who dresses my pets. That's just part of my DNA. I, I love it. I don't know how much my pets love it, but I love it. So this year. Again, you know, now now the pets are feeling the full brunt of the kids being off and doing their own thing, you know, 22 and about to turn 18 this week. Happy birthday early, CJ. Um, so now my pets, so, okay, so let's go ahead and start pulling up some of these pictures. So not only did Kira have a Halloween costume and she was a panda bear. Um, oh, did those not, none of those came through? Oh, let, you know what? Let me try. Let me try. Can I text it? Text those to you? Okay. I'm going to text these to you. So not only not only did um, uh, Kira need a party dress, but then she also needed a, I'm going to text these right to you. There should be four, Brett. So let me get these over because you, you got to have a visual on this one. Um, Brett, am I airdropping it to you maybe? Uh, let's see. Let's see if technology can work for, for Kathy. Did it airdrop? Yay! Success! That's a big deal. Okay, so um, um, so not only did Kira have to have a party dress this year, and we're going to show a little picture of her with her um, uh, her little bat, um, uh, purple tutu bat um, and black velvet Halloween dress, but then she also was a panda bear. She didn't. She was a very angry panda bear. That didn't go over real well. Um, and then we, of course, had to get her, you know, a new Halloween toy. And it's one of these. It's like a candy corn. And she hasn't discovered this yet. She loves to tear her toys apart. And if Cleo's if Cleo's watching with me, um, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and Cleo, Cleo um, Kira just the other day started eating the inside of the little pink unicorn you got her. So anyways, that. All of her, all of Kira's favorite babies end up flat. They're little and they're flat. Um, so tell me when you've got the the pictures. So okay, so here's Kira, and you can scoot me over or move me all, even off the off the grid for this because you got to get the full full impact of these pictures. And this is what happens when JP cuts out of sports early. You get pictures of Kathy's pets during Halloween. So here's her little party dress. And I just, oh my gosh, goodness, she looks so cute. And it was so fun because we would take her to the door um, most of the times last night when a kid came by or a group of kids came by. And there was one little girl last night. And she's like, is that a Shiba Inu? And she's like, oh, my goodness. And then she's telling all her friends, hurry up here. They've got a Shiba. And so, of course, we, we were just loving that. So here's Kira in her little party dress because, no, not only do we have a costume, but we have a Halloween party dress. So so there's the party dress, which was just so cute on her. Just loved it. And then do we have her? Oh, wait, go. we're going to go to that one last. We're going to go to Mr. Gus last. So here's the angry panda bear. And this is kind of something funny. Um Last year for her first Halloween with us, um, she was too little, um, 
if we didn't get her until Christmas, it'll be th Christmas three years ago in December. So anyway, so last year was our first Halloween with her, and she was a teddy bear, and we deemed her the angry teddy bear. Well, when she won't look at the camera, she's angry. She's like, I just want to just take this off because I want to eat it, or I just want to get to my candy corn. So there's the panda bear, and then can you show the other picture of her playing with her? And this is genius. So this toy... And Cleo, this this is where I was going earlier. <clears throat> this is a toy that is meant to be destroyed. So we go into PetSmart because we went to PetSmart and Petco this weekend. And I was like, what, what do you mean meant for destruction? And the lady said, once when a dog tears it open, there are some toys inside, like little chew toys inside. So this will be the gift that keeps on giving. And of course, candy uh, candy corn, you can't can't go can't go wrong with that. Um, when we went to um, when we went to Oh, Kira's welcome to eat her toys. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh, and by the way, post a picture if you can. Um, you and Kevin looked so cute Halloween night distributing candy and y'all's little little hats. So, anyways, I thought that was so cute. So, so we're at PetSmart. Um, Petco's where we got Kira's um, Halloween outfits. I want to give credit where credit is due. But at PetSmart. We're looking, and we saw this one costume, and we're like, oh, but it was a size large. And we're like, no, that's going to be too big. Let's go back to Petco. But my husband's like, look over here. And I looked, and I saw these very tiny outfits. And I thought, oh, well, that's probably because I had, when I was looking on Amazon for potential um, Halloween costumes, I'd noticed that there were, like, um, hamster. Um, and then there's also a girlfriend of mine told me guinea pig outfits. And so I'm like, oh, those must be for, you know, little little rodents. And then I saw, no, it is for bearded dragons. And I don't know if y'all know y'all may know. I think y'all may know because I was asking people to vote for him in the um in the Miss Texas competition. They had cost Halloween costumes for bearded dragons, y'all. Literally, I lost my mind. They were only five dollars and ninety-nine cents. I cannot confirm or deny that when I leave here after my second show, Heart and Soul of Texas Women comes on from 10 to 11 today with Lisa Shastine and myself. I cannot confirm or deny that when that show is done at 11, I am not headed right to, to um, PetSmart to buy like at half price more outfits because they had like a pumpkin. I was like, oh my goodness, which one do I get? They had like 10. Uh, they had like a pumpkin. They had a... Um, uh, Oh, a dinosaur, a dragon, you know, ironically, bearded dragon. But I saw this, and it was like a little biker outfit, and it looked so cute on Mr. Gus. He was not happy. He was trying to—he doesn't move very fast very often unless there's food involved. He was trying to, to scoot across the couch and trying to get out of this outfit, so— we took a couple pictures and then took it off of him in case anybody's thinking there was any cruelty. There was no cruelty or harming of either either of the pets. They're both very spoiled. But look how cute this is. It's like a little biker outfit, and it says Bearded Mayhem. And then in the little shield, it says Dragons for Life. And then it's got a little initial BD with his little spiked hat. Oh, my goodness. Um, I just... Thank you, Brett, for showing those. I literally lost my mind when I saw the, these costumes. So then I start thinking, have I gone too far? And, and a couple of friends who I sent pictures to were like, oh my gosh, Kathy. And I could tell they're like, really? They're like, wow, you're dressing your bearded dragon up for um, Halloween. 
so what I did, I reached out to um, my dear friends, and they're members of the crew, um, Chip and Cassie Howell, because they've got two dogs, and I know they dress their dogs up for everything. And so I sent them the pictures and said, have I gone too far? Because I knew asking Chip and Cassie if I've gone too far, that they were going to support my bad decisions in life or support my craziness. And they're like, oh, this is hilarious. They're like, no, you can never go too far. This is great. Cassie's like, they have outfits like that for guinea pigs. It's all good. So um, that's when you selectively choose who you share these things with because you're just like, yeah, this may be like I'm the crazy lady now, but I know I've got friends that are going to support my crazy. So anyways, um, just fun stuff. If you've got pictures, we'd love for you to share them on the feed. Um, just, you know, it's nice right now. We're getting ready. You know, Thanksgiving is going to be just around the corner. Christmas is just around the corner. With all that we've got going on, <clears throat> excuse me, all the uncertainty, you know, all the tragedies. So many of us have lost people in these last couple of years. You know, JP, Kathy, and the crew, we just hope that you will, you know, embrace a, a smile, embrace laughter, be the be the person. You know, the, the folks who follow our show and who are members of the crew, you guys are leaders. You're leaders in your families and jobs and communities. Be the folks who get out there and put something positive out, you know, um, and what did my mom always, you know, I grew up learning, um, well, being taught and took me a long time to learn it. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Um, not that I've mastered that lesson by any means, but it's one of those things that there's so many negatives out there. If you've got something that's fun or funny that might brighten somebody's day, again, we're, we're in a mental health crisis, like nobody's business. You just don't know what, a, a fun picture of, you know, a, a kid dressed up in a fun costume or a, a pet, you know, looking silly. You never know that that might lighten somebody's day enough for them to sit back and say, wow, you know what, I really need some help. And and if there is anybody out there, and we're, we're going to be saying this a lot during the holidays, you're going to hear this a lot from JP and I, if you need help, there is help out there. Um, you're not alone, and we don't have to know the circumstances, but JP and I certainly have a number of resources. So if you need help, and if you're struggling mentally, emotionally, um, physically, my goodness, we've, you know, Dr. Clothier, he's got a whole practice of doctors um, that, that can that can help serve you. Um, but take care of your mental health, too, and that, I think that's just something that um, we need to take care of each other. But make sure that you're you're getting that mental health check. And if you feel like you're depressed or you've got anxiety or something doesn't feel quite right, reach out to us and let us know. And we, we will um, have, you know, the utmost respect for your confidence, but we will lead you to somebody who can help you. So just remember that and message us, shoot us a text, call us, um, post something and say, hey, Kathy, reach out to me or JP, reach out to me um, because we'd love to help. So anyways, I um, hope you enjoyed some of those fun, um, crazy uh, pet pictures. Go Astros. We've got, um, don't forget, tomorrow is the um, is election day for the Texas Constitutional Amendment election. Get out and vote. So few people vote on um, on this day, on this. Everybody's kind of like, well, governor's not on the ballot. President's not on the ballot. Eh, 
you've really got a voice. You really have a voice because so few people have voted during early voting and so few people will turn out tomorrow. Um, if you want to know information about that, go to your local election, for example, here in Collin County, Collin County Elections, um, or ping us and we can, we can um, send you a link on where to vote and what your ballot will look like because some cities have special elections for school board or for bond elections. So all that's um, information you need to know about because that's your taxpayer dollars at work. And then um, Wednesday, it looks like we will have uh, Senator Angela Paxton on our show to wrap up how voting turned out, which amendments passed, which ones did not, and all that kind of good stuff. So we will see you soon. Stay tuned from 10 to 11 for Heart and Soul of Texas Women. And Lisa and I will hopefully uh, up, uplift you spiritually. I know she always uplift, uplifts me spiritually. So y'all have a blessed week. We will see y'all soon. And donate your candy to your dentist or to your office or somebody. I know, I know. I, Brett, do you want my candy? I've got a bowl full of Kit Kats. He's like, nope, shut it down. So, <laughs> gotta find out who wants those. All right, love y'all. Have a great day. Mwah.